June 17th. Another drone went down today. We had to stop to rework our drone pattern and fortunately it was only a 30 minute interruption as we had already done most of this work. And I still do believe that these downed drones to be a coincidence and nothing more. I do have a growing concern that if three more drones go down, we will not be able to safely detect the possible gas. However, I am fairly certain that we will reach the deposit before then. End of audio log 16. Yo, yo, yo. What is going on, my Sticky Buttons podcast listeners? We got a very, very special episode for you guys here. Wait, do you want to let him know what episode this is? This is episode 45, baby, Pokemon Legends Arceus. And oh, yeah. dude, I'm just so excited to jump into this, man. I'm so stoked, bro. I just can't wait to just start jumping on this topic. And so excited about this game, man. Such a great, great title. Oh, man. Yeah, dude. So I'll, I'll be honest. This is probably one of my most anticipated games of the year. Honestly, me too. And when we got the promo for Pokemon Sword and, I mean, sorry, BDSP, and they told us about Legends Arceus, I was like, what? Like, why would you do that to us? Why would you drop <laughs> a game and then drop a whole nother one a few months later? But I see why. It makes sense now. It definitely mm-hmm. makes sense now. Yeah, you know, that's so funny. I was literally thinking about this this afternoon. I was like, man, it just, it's kind of crazy how fast they came out and how like close they are together. Because most of the time when the Pokemon company releases a game, it's like very spread out and very sporadic. So it really feels like, I mean, there's just a ton of content right now, which I mean, it's going to be a long time before we get another game, but it's really nice that we have two to play through right now. And they're in the same place, just different points of time. And oh, dude, I'm really loving it. Do you want to kind of go over like our initial reactions? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm going to be honest with you, Blake. Initially, I was playing this dude and I just, I wasn't feeling it. Honestly, mm-hmm. I was in the world. I was like, man, this feels kind of like, I don't know. It just, it gave me kind of just lackluster kind of vibes at first. I wasn't feeling it, but I just really had to get past the tutorial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually, man, it's funny that you bring that up. I have some things that I that I wrote down that I don't love about the game and the tutorial was was very much one of them and it kind of just takes a long time for them to to let you have the reins and for example like you'll get into this open world space and it's like you can't go anywhere like you can't explore it's like go to this point and you can't really deviate too much from that and that's just like I was like oh like come on just let me go let me loose but I mean one thing that we have to remember this is, I mean, obviously we're adults and this tutorial and like we play all the Pokemon games. So this tutorial is for everybody, for newcomers and kids as well. So that was kind of like, I was like, I felt that way, but I was like, eh, you know, it's okay to feel that way. But it definitely that kind of handholding in the beginning, I think is common for Pokemon because there is a, a certain population of the people that play it that are just a younger audience or newcomers yeah. as well. This so. is very much their first Pokemon game. And isn't that crazy to think like my first Pokemon game was Pokemon Emerald, but there are very much kids who are coming up now and they're just like Legends Arceus is their first Pokemon game. And yeah. that's kind of fascinating because that's now wild. we have a different kind of expectation out of out of Pokemon games. You know, yeah. this is the first time we've ever seen this world 
presented to us in this fashion. And mm-hmm. man, I, I got to say, at first, it was definitely trippy. And I think that definitely added to, you know, my initial reaction of not enjoying it. But you slowly but surely start to just get more and more acquainted with the Hisui region. And you start to, mm-hmm. you start like to the way notice, things like, operate. You start to notice some similarities. You start to see like, oh, shit, I recognize this place. This seems mm-hmm. familiar, especially if you just played Pokemon BDSP. Definitely recognize some spots. I recognized Eterna Forest the other day, but that was only because of the music that comes on in Eterna Forest. Yeah, it's very green. You could say it's a forest, but like when you're there, it doesn't look so different from just the rest of the landscape. Oh, so you're talking about this music right here, Brandon. Exactly. You just you're just walking around. Imagine you're just walking around out of nowhere, you start to hear a familiar song. I've heard this before. Mm-hmm. And then I, it clicked in my head. I was like, this is Eterna Forest. And the Pokemon that were there were all grass types, mainly. So that was really cool. It was just it was just amazing. It was mind-bending for me to experience the world in this way. And I'm so used to this 2D kind of, you know, lead me through the game. And it's not here now. It's just very freeform. I can just explore it. Yeah, it's really cool, man. It's very experimental. And it's the first Pokemon game where you use both sticks and the two joysticks. And I think yeah. that's awesome. I really love not being locked into the, the single view. And yeah, I mean, like you said, it's just like, it does kind of, because it's so experimental, like kind of some you were hitting on in the beginning, it, it does feel strange and weird. And I don't know, like when you get into a Pokemon game, like a lot of times it, it just feels a certain way right off the bat. Like, you know, you're going to pick a starter you know, you're going to have like some small tasks before they let you get Pokeballs. And it's, you know, it's very much a formula. And because this is experimental, it kind of breaks that. And it, I feel like it kind of, I don't know, it keeps you on your toes a little bit, but it, it is still in like a familiar place, a familiar setting. And I think it works very well because it can very easily, like, because it's so experimental, it very much could have been off-putting instead of like off-putting and then just familiar. Yeah. yeah. And I was very scared of that, Blake. I don't know if you were too. I was scared that I would be put off by this world because I'm so used to it. But uh, honestly, I like what you said there. It keeps you on your toes. It really does. It's a world. You're there around these Pokemon. and A Geodude could come up at any moment and smack you across the head. Yeah. You got you to gotta be careful. You got to keep your Pokemon nice and healed because you might get into a scrap any moment. You really got to be aware. You can't just leave your switch on and walk away. Yeah, yeah. You end up losing your satchel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, it's so funny about that. And it's something that I hadn't really thought about until you just said it. You have to be on your toes. I am constantly in this world, like dodging Pokemon and like avoiding fights because I just can't take it. Seriously, this game is kind of hard. Like you cannot battle every Pokemon you see, like you will get worn out. And I really have to to credit the game because I mean, so many people have been, myself included, I've just been kind of wanting a more challenge or wanting a a greater challenge and I think this game does some of adding difficulty I think it does some of it well but it kind of seems like in the last few games it's been like I guess kind of like an artificial difficulty elaborate on that a bit so like instead of giving your opponents better Pokemon with better movesets it's just they have more Pokemon and okay you know the dude in the game that has six Magikarp yeah and it's like you could have just maybe given him that again or yeah like one 
Yeah. Or instead of like artificially making it the battles longer with more Pokemon, I mean, there's such a roster that it, it would be cool for each Pokemon to, I guess, be better on your opponents. And also like something that I've always felt is that I'll get into a battle and like they'll just use Tail Whip for three turns in a row. And then by that time, they'll be done. Yeah, that I definitely see what you mean there. Like the trainers are not realistic. We're like, mm-hmm. if you were to fight an actual trainer, you know, like if I were to run into you in the wild and you had your Pokemon, I had my Pokemon. Yeah. And you just decided to have a battle, you know, it would be a much more sophisticated and much more exciting battle because we both mm-hmm. have Pokemon that are, you know, of a similar forte. Right. And, you know, I mean, to a certain degree, they do not need to be like real people. They don't need to be super competitive, but yeah. it would be nice after you had a couple gym badges that the trainers would actually attack you. The trainers in the wild would actually get like, they are actually a threat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it kind of feels like in the last couple of games that the trainers aren't necessarily that threat. And I mean, the gym leaders, they kind of are. But I mean, there's also a way that you can just level your Pokemon up so much that you can just breeze right past them. So, but in this game, absolutely not. I cannot tell you how many times I have just like strategized and I'm like, I know this Pokemon is going to last two turns. And if I'm lucky, I'll be able to get one or two moves on. (laughs) And it really is. It's like one or two because they they added that that new mechanic of strong style versus agile style. And you can either like you can opt to maybe do a quicker attack that doesn't do as much damage, but you might be able to get to go twice in a row or you can hit the strong and do a really powerful move. But you leave yourself open to maybe having two regular attacks in a row. So, Do you like that? Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, I, I actually do like it. I, I think it's just a different mechanic. It definitely helps with catching Pokemon. Uh-huh. I find. Yeah. Like I'm I'm catching a lot more Pokemon with the agile style because I have really high level Pokemon, but I don't want to hit too hard. Yeah, so yeah. No, I hit him with the mm-hmm. agile. Yeah, that's really yeah. useful for like that scenario in particular. Like I've I found myself doing the exact same thing where it's like I I know that if I hit it again, it's just going to take it all the way down. But if I do an agile style, it, it can leave it at a, like a better health percentage. For, for yeah. Me. And that's, and I, I feel like that adds another layer to the Pokemon fight. Cause it's like, if you are actually commanding this Pokemon to fight, you can tell it to hit hard or you can tell it to hit soft, like, you know, or tell it to hit quickly. Right. Yeah. It just offers like more strategy. And also like really quick on something, something about the battles. This is the first time that the Pokemon company has done this kind of combat style. And this kind of combat style, I've been doing a little bit of research. It has a name and it's called real time. Um, so it's still turn-based, but it's real time turn-based instead of just turn-based turn-based. It's like in, an, mm-hmm. in a, like a, any other Pokemon game previously, like Sword and Shield or Diamond and Pearl or Emerald <laughs> or Sapphire, like you get into a battle and then you pick your, like you pick fight, run, item, Pokemon, and you have, you have the four options and the other person, they pick something as well. And then it runs in numbers on who goes first. And then it is one after the other. And that's kind of how turn-based works. But with the real time, mm-hmm. like, I don't know if you've noticed this, but the Pokemon, when you're locked into this battle, that Pokemon can like get closer and closer to your Pokemon and your Pokemon can't move, but you as a trainer can move. And so it's kind of like you can kind of walk around the battle. And 
I just kind of wanted to, to ask you, because you've actually played a game that has this real-time strategy before. You played, well, we both played, but you played more of it than me, and that would have been Dragon Quest. Do you think that, so I guess, I don't know, that kind of style, that like real-time, yeah, real, real-time style. turn-based style, I do you think that it's done better in Dragon Quest? Do you think that it fits this Pokemon better? I wouldn't say it's necessarily done better. It's like it's like comparing apples to oranges. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's it's just the same method, mm-hmm. but like they feel very different. But that I could also be biased because I just I really love the Dragon Quest world, and I also really love the Pokemon mm-hmm. movie. So you know, in that way, I have a different appreciation for it. You know, looking at it from a different lens, they mechanically speaking, very very similar. I would say Dragon Quest gives you a little bit more customization mm-hmm. you have more access to like your bag quickly items and like there's just different facets and you can also quest. like dodge like if you if you have an, there's an yeah. incoming attack on you you can move yourself physically and avoid that attack and i'm kind of wondering because you can move your like your pokemon i'm, I'm sorry you cannot move your pokemon but you can, you move, can yourself. move yourself i wonder if in the later game this is kind of just speculation i mean we're both kind of early in that there are going to be bigger moves like surf, for example, that you're going to have to actually move to get away. Like you and I bet you and your Pokemon could get hit by a move is what I'm trying to say. No, totally. And that's actually happening. It has happened to you? I kid you not. Okay. I've been close to my Syndicate, mm-hmm. right? Like I've been standing too close. And then when he gets hit, the splash from him getting hit hurt me. Okay. I, I was going to say, I figured that that could happen. Yeah. I mean, that hasn't happened to me, but that was kind of like my speculation of it. Yeah. Okay. So that, that makes it feel... That makes the battles feel a lot more real. It does. And I, I haven't experimented with this yet. I kind of do. But like, I know you can go around the Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Like you can walk around when you're battling. And like, I want to kind of want to see if I can get in the middle of an I was just going to say. And just take a hit for my Pokemon. I was going <laughs> to say the same. You could pull an ash from the, <laughs> yes, <laughs> from the exactly. anime, dude. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. man. Gosh. Yeah, I'm honestly, I've been standing there. I'm like, should I just hop in the middle of this? <laughs> just see what <laughs> should happens. I fight, should I fight this Pikachu? Or <laughs> let me just put you back in a Pokeball. <laughs> That's so funny, man. Uh, but yeah, dude, I think it's great. I think it's a lot of fun. I love that you can also do like the roll to get away to. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. Roll, like you can just, is it double press Y or just one Y? I think it's just one hit Y. You just roll. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's super cool. Also, I want to go back to the combat really quick. So with this, I was doing a little bit of research and like with this real-time turn-based, that is kind of an, okay, so I guess to, to back it up, when Pokemon Red and Blue came out, I guess they were kind of, turn-based combat had been a thing, but I guess that this was the first time that it like felt really good, felt really clean. And on the basis of that, you know, the Pokemon company has, has made this whole franchise. And I think from my understanding of it, um, obviously, I mean, I mean, we're both young guys. We weren't necessarily like critically thinking about games back then. And I don't know, from what I've heard, it kind of seems that real time turn-based combat has kind of been around and it was just an evolution of other games that were inspired by Pokemon did this. And then every Dragon Quest and other RPGs and JRPGs use this real-time strategy and made it like really good. So I'm interested to see how that's going to 
go moving forward. I mean, obviously, like we both played Dragon Quest. I'm just interested to see how this progresses into the later game. And I wonder if it's around to stay. It's kind of like an evolution of the mechanic, like a natural evolution of the game mechanics. Right. And I just wonder if this is going to be around in the next game. And I just think it's interesting because this is Pokemon's first take on it. And it's kind of something turn-based combat, they kind of had a huge influence on. And now they're adapting a concept that they inspired. So I'm just kind of interested to see how that goes in the future. So I guess it's just something to keep your eye on. Totally. Turn-based combat. Maybe we should do some more research on that. (laughs) I don't know. I think it's kind of interesting. Yeah, I don't know. It's just so cool to me. It's cool to me that, yeah, I don't know. I just like, I mean, I'm just repeating myself, but games that were inspired by Pokemon made this new mechanic and then now the Pokemon companies are like adapting that into their game. I think that's cool. All right, man. Do you want to talk about crafting at all? Crafting? Yeah, I, I let's talk about some crafting, dude, because I'm really enjoying the crafting. I think it's it's very, very, how can I put this, convenient. You know, you can craft just about anywhere. You know, the materials are pretty easy to find. It's not the craziest thing, you know, if, especially if you're taking your time and really, you know, taking in the Hisui region. It, it really... The crafting is very intuitive. It's very simple too. Very you, simple. You don't have to think too much about it. And your poke it's really cool because you can send your Pokemon out to gather resources and they get XP points for it, which is kind of cool. So it's kind of cool that that you can have your Pokemon interact with the world too. So so something that I've kind of noticed, there's a lot of lore kind of being thrown around about this region. Yeah. Do you like that as somebody that has like a ton of nostalgia for this? I guess this region. I do. I do. Do you have any any questions that you would like to be answered? As far as like the lore of the region, I do. I, I wonder what that little, that volcano in the middle with the storm that's just there <laughs> from the very beginning. Like, what is that? I want to I get think that's Mount. I think that's Mount Coronet, isn't it? It has to be Mount Coronet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has to be. Because the Hisui region is divided by Mount Coronet, no? It's yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. That, like kind of... Cuts it in half. Gosh, that seems so far off from where I am. It does. It seems so far off. But you know what? I'm in no rush to get there because there's just so much to explore already. What does your map look like? Do you have two? I only have. I have three. I have three regions unlocked. Three regions. Oh wow. Well, no, no. I guess so. It's it's just the. I'm sorry. I have two unlocked and the. I guess the town. Jubilife. Yeah, Jubilife Village. So I guess it is three three places, but it's really two open areas. And I just got to the second open area. Do you think Jubilife Village is where Jubilife City is would would be modern? I don't know. I'll have to look. I'd have to look at the map. But it, dude, it's kind of cool, man. Do you actually? I'm gonna grab my switch really quick. I took some screenshots of some things that people said, and I thought it was that was funny. Give me one sec. Yeah, these villagers, man, they don't play around you. They're like super rude to you when you first get there. <laughs> it's kind of oh, funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Let me see if I can uh, find a screenshot of something somebody said to me. Oh, I, gosh. I love this one. <laughs> so th- this one person says, so this village of ours also attracts strange garbage folk like yourself here, eh? <laughs> oh, I remember that. I remember that. I was like, what the fuck? And then, then the, another person was like, we've no food for freeloaders. Survival out here is a daily battle, you know? That's real. 
Yeah, it's actually, it's really, honestly, it's a really cool take because like there, like you talk to the kids and some of the kids will say some, some pretty cool things that kind of just tells you about the state of the world. Like this kid says, I'm scared of Pokemon. I wish I had never been brought here. And, and there's another person that says, I had a rather traumatic experience when a wild Pokemon attacked me. Now I'm scared to even set foot outside the village. So it's definitely a different vibe from the Pokemon games that we normally play where everybody loves Pokemon. People are terrified of them. And a lot of people just have like a single partner Pokemon and or, or a lot of the, the people of the diamond and pearl clan. So I guess to, to, I guess to clarify the, the team galactic, which is the people that set up Jubilee village, I, I guess, I don't know. It kind of seems like they're outsiders that are setting up a presence to like do research and kind of claim land kind of like in a prospect kind of way. Yeah. And there's two clans of people that, that already live there, the diamond clan and the pearl clan. And that's really cool. I mean, I don't really want to get too much into it because it, it's kind of a little bit spoiler, but it's pretty cool. Like the world building aspect of it. I, I do like that. I honestly haven't paid much attention to the lore. I think I should watch a video after this and just kind of get more in tune with the lore. It's easy to miss these little things. And yeah. this is kind of one thing I wanted to bring up. So it's an open world game. I mean, I don't know. I, I would say it's honestly, it's open areas because you can't walk from one area to the next area. You have to like travel on your map, which, so I'm going to say like open, like open area. And one of the things that's cool about open areas is that you can, because they feel kind of more alive, you can explore and find meaningful things in it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of up in the air on how I feel about open worlds. Cause there's a, a lot of open world games that are coming out right now. And I, I kind of have some thoughts that I guess I'll just kind of say, I, I don't necessarily know if every game needs to be an open world. I don't necessarily know if it aids everything when an open world is good. Obviously it makes you feel more lived in mm-hmm. and it can like aid the story and aid the sense of setting. So like, it is cool that you can explore and find these kind of like hidden dialogues and stuff, but I don't necessarily know if, like you could do that in the isometric view. You could yeah. do that in the other Pokemon games where you kind of find somebody that's hidden in a nook. And I don't necessarily know if this being open world aids to that. I mean, it's very cool. It's very novel. And I, I do like it. I just am kind of having these thoughts as I'm going through it. Yeah, I can see why. And I guess that might be a good segue into maybe talking about some of the things that we don't really like and, and some of the things that yeah i do have a couple of things that i'm critical of and um, do you have yeah. some of those as well yeah maybe i can i can start off with something we were talking about yesterday which was the render distance right with, with the chunks oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and even a game breath of the wild which came out in 2017 you know a mm-hmm. couple years before this has better render distance than this game and you know you would think a pokemon game that is giving you this experience and allowing you to explore would really take that into account. But you also did make the, the really good point that perhaps the Switch isn't equipped to handle this title. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of, I mean, we were talking a little bit off air about this and that was kind of my, my initial thought was like, you know, I just don't know if the Switch can handle this anymore. Yeah. And I mean, it's getting very old and, and like truthfully, dude, <laughs> they're releasing new ports for games that came out on the Xbox 360. This past year, they released a Star Wars game 
Star Wars commandos or commanders or like clone commandos. I think, yeah, like clone commanders or something like that. And that was a, like a th- Xbox. Actually, I don't even think that was a 360 game. I think that was an original Xbox game. Let me look that up really quick. Star Wars commandos. The commando makes me think about the Black Ops one. <laughs> Do you remember that? That was honestly, that was my favorite. That was my favorite cotton gun. I it was one of my it. favorite guns. It was just so like. I love so the way good. it sounded and way it felt. It felt really good. Yeah. That was my the suppressor. Mm, oh, man. That was my favorite one to, to play zombies with. I so this came out in 2005. Let me, let me see about the console. Yeah, this was. <laughs> okay. So, so this game was this game that I'm talking about. Star Wars Republic Commandos was released in 2005. It was released to the original Xbox. And I'm going to be honest, it, it runs just okay on the Switch. And the Switch is not a 4K. I mean, it is something that you can hold in your hands and then you can put it into the Switch and have it go to the TV. Like, it does not have crazy computing power. And it, it is cool that, you, I mean, you can play an original Xbox game in your hands. On the Switch. On the Switch, yeah. But it, I mean, truthfully... It is. It just doesn't have a ton of computing power. It definitely cannot stand up to the huge boxes that we have now, which like the PS5 and the Xbox Series yeah. X. Like it just, it just can't hold up to that. It's a small we, device, yeah. And I mean, yeah. it has like what, like 32 gigs of internal storage, mm-hmm. and then you have to put a micro SD. Like mm-hmm. you probably can't even really fit like a good hard drive or like processing drive in there to process yeah. the graphics, a graphics card you would need really the graphics card especially for like the render distance type of stuff yeah so here's what i'm gonna say in, in its defense so i was kind of thinking about that but i i actually i've kind of changed my answer since then and i think it's great that you brought up breath of the wild i was gonna bring it up anyways i don't think that this game can exist without being compared to breath of the wild and i guess i don't necessarily think that's fair because breath of the wild came out in 2017 it was designed for the switch and it actually, it came out previously on the Wii U, which was a bigger console. And it kind of, I mean, they, obviously they changed it up when they released it on the Switch and made it a little bit better. And one of the things that, that Breath of the Wild does so, so good is you kind of feel, obviously the physics engine, and then it's just like the place and the setting. In Pokemon, they, I mean, there's a whole Pokedex of Pokemon that can just kind of jump in at random. And... I think that there's more that's being loaded in to the world because the world is full of Pokemon. And not to say that Breath of the Wild does not have a lot of enemies. I mean, it's a humongous map, but there in this world is great. This world is magical in Breath of the Wild, but there's a lot of space between like goblin outposts. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm trying to say? That like the space between you and an enemy cluster is greater so therefore i think it has more time to load to load right whereas like with the pokemon there are just so many pokemon around you because that is what makes the world feel real and makes it feel lived in because it totally yeah so and i think that man everybody well actually so i guess a tidbit me and brandon we've kind of been shut off from the world (laughs) we haven't been watching the the news in regards to this Pokemon Legends Arceus, because we were just so excited. We wanted to have like our takes be original and not be influenced. I can just, I already can like hear the internet 
comparing this to Breath of the Wild because people were doing this before it came out and they were doing it when the trailer yeah, already were. Well, <laughs> I just feel like it's just not fair to compare it because they're, they're also, even though they're published on the same platform, they are also developed by totally different studios and Game Freak is its own entity. It has its own, I think it has its own stock. It's like a separate company. And then there's Nintendo, which they made and published this. It's like Nintendo's development studio made Zelda and Game Freak's development studio made this Pokemon game. And I think that the Nintendo company owns the majority of Game Freak. However, I don't necessarily, like it's definitely not the same team. Like the same team is definitely not working on this. I'm sure that they shared assets, but I don't necessarily know the extent of that. So, and I don't necessarily think that every game needs to be a breath of the wild. Like this game does a lot of really cool things. And I think it's a great step for this franchise going forward without being breath of the wild. Totally. Dude, I'm, I'm excited for the second one already, you know, as crazy as that sounds, because you yeah. can already tell, you can already tell that there's just going to be these slight quality of life improvements and mm-hmm. it's going to be that much better of a game. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, with it being experimental, there are things that they do very well. And you can tell a lot of thought went into them. And because it's experimental and new, there's also some things that you're like, maybe this doesn't work as well. Yeah. And I personally, I'm going to give two examples here. I think something that works really well that I want to talk about, maybe in a second, is the Pokédex. Actually, let's just talk about that now. I think the Pokédex works so well, because in previous games, you just go and you catch a Pokémon. And that's the Pokédex entry. And then you're kind of done with it. And there are some Pokemon that have double forms. They look different based on gender, but it doesn't matter. As long as you caught one or got one from trade, like right. that's the entry in the Pokedex and you're done. And in this one, there, there's kind of like a level system to where like each Pokemon has, each Pokemon page has like a ton of different entries that you can do. And like an example of this is catch two or catch one catch two catch four catch six catch 10 catch 25 pokemon and those add up to points or defeat in battle or watch pokemon use this move in battle or use a super effective move on this pokemon and all of those things add up to a point total and once you get that point total it just says the page just says 10 and once you get to 10 that page is complete so you have to have multiple interactions and it's kind of one of those things where it, it kind of works differently for each Pokemon because there's so many different options. I don't necessarily know how the point system works, but I know that for me personally, I've done some where it's like, I have a super effective move on this Pokemon. I'm just going to battle a bunch of them. And then that I got points that way, or it's like this Pokemon's really easy to sneak up on. I'm just going to catch a bunch of them. And you kind of observe the Pokemon and you can read more about them as it gets more filled out. And I think that that works really well because you're interacting with the Pokemon a little bit more in order to complete that entry. Yeah, you actually have to get to know the Pokemon, which Mm -hmm. makes sense. You know, you have to see it do a couple moves, see it do an agile style move, see it do a strong style move, Mm -hmm. catch a heavy specimen. Something I really mm -hmm. like on the the note of the Pokedex Mm -hmm. is that they kind of implemented the Pokemon Go thing in a way where in Pokemon Go, we have size, we have extra small and extra large Pokemon. 
And, you know, Pokemon vary like humans, you know, the, mm-hmm. a weasel might be two foot eight or it might be one foot nine. <laughs> right. So yeah. there was actually a mission where it's called big weasel, little weasel. Mm-hmm. And you just, you just <laughs> have to, all you have to do is catch a big weasel, a two wow. foot eight one. And I took me, I'm not kidding you, Blake, like 25 plus weasels to find a two foot eight weasel. Just to complete this Pokédoc, this you know, I'm gonna be honest. I thought you had to defeat an alpha. Do you have to? Def- is the the weasel you have to defeat? Does it have to be an alpha? No, an alpha Pokemon would be Floatzel. So that- its oh, evolution with red right. eyes. Okay, yeah. So yeah, that's okay. something that you saw in the trailer, like the Pokemon with the red eyes, which that is so cool because you have you, you haven't seen one yet. No, I have. I I've defeated. I've defeated. Okay. I've only I've only fought one. Well, I fought a couple, but they've just been so over leveled. I've only defeated one, and it's on my team right now. It's the. I definitely would say, like, I wish I would have tackled them earlier because I feel like I kind of waited a little bit. But like, you could throw your whole team at them if you have potions and revives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really honestly, they're really cool because they're humongous. They're so big. They're just yeah. so much bigger than the other Pokemon around them. Yeah, and it's really cool. I really like that. Um, so I think that's something that that they just do well, and it's it's cool because. I don't know. I think it works really well because you can fill it out different ways. Like you don't have to, like, there's not just one way to do it. It gives you a lot of options. And I think that that options and like flexibility just makes it a better system. Totally. The Pokédex is so well done. And like I told you, like, it's so good that it in and of itself is like kind of a game mode in the Mm -hmm. game. Cause like I'm right now, I'm just going one by one and completing Pokédex entries. Last one I did was just Pikachu. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's fun. I, it's I fun think to just I, play, catch some more, mm-hmm. look for them in the wild. It's definitely a vibe. Yeah. I think I made a mistake though, because I I had a what's what's a Pikachu's baby? Is it is it Pichu? Pichu. Man, see I, I think I messed up a little bit because I had a Pichu and I evolved it and I didn't finish the Pichu pokedex entries and i think i have to go back and catch another Pichu. Uh, that's happened to me too dude it's mm-hmm. happened to me with geo dude yeah i think it's cool man i think it's cool that you choose when to evolve it yep i'm gonna be honest i i was really struggling and i had like a couple pokemon that i could evolve and it just it didn't do it automatically and mm-hmm. i kind of figured that it i kind of figured that it was just going to do it automatically so i didn't really know and then i was like man my Pokemon are like a little bit, they're not a, not over leveled, but they're definitely like a couple levels higher, two or three. And I'm just getting gassed by these wild Pokemon, like something's up. And then I was, I was looking at them like, do I need to teach them new moves? Or I was like, oh, I can evolve them. Yeah, and, <laughs> but yeah, I really, I think that's cool. I haven't gotten to uh Cyndaquil. I haven't gotten to their final evolution yet. Have you? And I have. <laughs> I have it. But what level? What level is it? I think it's 32. Dude, oh, man. Dude, you're going to see. You're going to see. <laughs> you're going to see. I'm excited, man. Do you want me to spoil it or not? You know, I actually, I think I, I saw some some artwork on a Twitter yeah. post, and I think I kind of have an idea. It just, I mean, I guess I'm, I'm assuming that it has a different final form. It does. All the, all the starters do. And actually, the Pokemon professor told me this. I was talking to the Pokemon professor on IG recently. Shoutouts to him. If you guys know who, you, who that is, you're a real fan. <laughs> we, the Pokemon professor and I were chopping it up. We were just comparing like kind of our gameplays and stuff. And he was telling me about that. He was telling me about 
Damn, I lost my train of thought, Blake. What was I trying to say? It was a Rowlett and yeah, the final forms. And he named the fi- the Syndical final form. I was telling him that I didn't really like it at first. I thought it looked kind of weird, but he told me something that kind of changed my perspective on it. He said, I really like the stoner uh, type lotion. <laughs> and I was like, dude, that's so true. It's so accurate because his face, like his head, it just looks like he's... Green looks like he's stone. Yeah, it looks like he's <laughs> But like, he has like this crazy. He's a fire ghost type. So he has like. Oh, this, he's a fire ghost type. Yeah, he has like this. Crazy, oh, that like, is so sick. Ghost oh, flames coming out of. He has like a cape. It looks like he has a cape because you know Typhlosion is already a big Pokemon, but his back mm-hmm. kind of has like a little. Cape. He has like fire on it. Yeah. Yeah, he has fire on his neck. Oh, that's cool, man. Like a rogue, kind of like a vampire has like the thing. He has like mm-hmm. the fire thing, and then he has like on the he has like little fire spikes. So cool, like the attention. So cool. Time. I'm really excited. I'm really excited. For I want to collect the other ones, and and actually, it's pretty easy to find them. Have you experienced a space rift, a space time rift? So here's the thing. I saw it, and I tried to get to it, but I just I got lost, and I I didn't get there in time, and it went away. Dude, I, I went in there, and I was I kid you not, Alpha Pokemon. All the way, it's just like alpha Pokemon after alpha Pokemon after alpha Pokemon, and like just other rare, other rare Pokemon. And I saw starters, I saw Rowlet, oh, but like the second, dude, have the second evolution, yeah, they're like high level, really strong. It's a great way to just go and fight strong Pokemon, level up your team. Yeah, I'm really. I think my team's really under level. <laughs> dude, the Pokemon I, professor's already almost at a hundred, dude. Is that crazy? That dude is something yeah. else. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I'm I'm kind of, I'm just kind of doing the mainline stuff. And something that I wanted to talk about is I don't really like all the side quests. Okay, I can see that. I, I don't know. It just feels like a lot right now. I'm actually, no, I was going to say, I was going to boot up my game and let you know, but I think I have like 14 side quests right now. And I'm on like six yeah. or seven on the main quest. I'm just like, come on, like, let me breathe a little bit. No, I, I definitely know what you mean. I was just playing earlier and I was feeling like that. And also if you go to the, the main hall where Captain Silene is at. Mm-hmm. The next room over, there's a board where you can find and it. And it gives you it gives you more, more requests. <laughs> so I that's why I'm like, you know what? The game obviously wants me to maybe not do so many missions and probably do a little more side quests. And that makes sense in this world where you're trying to explore every nook and cranny. You know, the side missions probably they really honed in on those, I would say. And that's the yeah. idea. Yeah. And I, I think it's really cool at the, I mean, at the moment, I think I'm just, I think I'm just a little bit salty because I have a mission that's like fight three Bidoofs that are in the village. <laughs> I'm just, I'm kind of like, I don't really know if this is, if this adds value to, to my playthrough. Cause I'm, I'm kind of getting to the point where I, I have more, more money than time to where I can like, I can, I can afford to get the games that I want to get. And I don't necessarily have unlimited time in my life. Yeah. I have unlimited time to play video games. So totally. But one thing that I was thinking about, I was trying to tell myself, I was like, Blake, like it's okay that you feel this way. They're not gonna release another Pokemon game for like a whole year. So <laughs> at least, you know, like we're not gonna get another Pokemon game for a long time. I don't think at least. I mean, we, we, we know of nothing on the horizon. I hope not. Honestly, (laughs) I hope not. I hope Pokemon is just realizing, just observing, honestly, listening to the community, observing, seeing how people feel about BDSP still, seeing how people feel about 
Legends Arceus. Just gotta say, man, that that red hat. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I was waiting for you to comeback, complain dude. about that. Dude. I thought that was gonna be the first thing you said. I thought you said oh, that red hat. Man. That red hat. I love that they they make like a big deal about it in both in both BBSP and in this game. They like that nice they, hat. It's a nice hat. <laughs> I know they they like it's like a whole dedicated cutscene to it. Like in BDSP, like you're leaving, and I'm, I was like, thank God I don't have the hat. And I literally thought that, and then my my mom came out of the house and she was like, Blake sir, you forgot your hat. Which my name in BDSP is Blake sir. I actually, I actually <laughs> thought of you when that happened. I was like, Blake is gonna love this. <laughs> and then in this one, you oh my gosh, you start off in in like modern day clothes, and <laughs> you get uh, you get an outfit, and yeah, they, they they comment. They're like, oh, we got to give you the Team Galaxy hat. Yeah, and, and they make like a whole deal about it. And I I just think it's funny. It, it's kind of like uh, I don't know. I have like a vendetta against it, and it just keeps <laughs> it keeps coming yeah, back. They're, and, they're trying to. There's someone at Pokemon who probably just loves that hat. And, like, hey. <laughs> and hey, you can get it in every color of the rainbow now. Yeah. So that that's is a perfect segue into another one of my complaints or criticisms, mm-hmm. or rather, is the clothing system. I really it's something that's been in Pokemon for a while now, you know, even in Sunny Moon and some of the newer titles, there's mm-hmm. been a clothing system. And some really cool, like they've done some, I think they've done some pretty cool stuff. So I really far, like the default, the default Team Galaxy the, outfit. I think it's really Yeah, cool. the Team Galaxy outfit is cool. So far though, I noticed when I was trying to customize my outfit, I can't mix and match. Yeah, that really, mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, it, it is a Pokemon game at the end of the day. I'm not really here to be dripped out in the Pokemon world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it'd be cool, you know, it is, a, it is a game at the end of the day and exploring the world would be nice if I could, you know, put on my old t-shirt and also wear the Galaxy pants. Yeah, yeah, I, I actually was trying to put on that that white tee that you start out in and yeah, like some other pants exactly. and I mean, you just can't do it. Maybe later on, maybe it's a functionality that you kind of like earn, but... Yeah, I almost, I also, you know, I I, kinda, I think they're going to do a patch. Hopefully, because yeah, that's easily, easily That's updated. something that, that they could easily patch in. Also... I think that, I don't know, I, I want to ask you, this is just on my game or if this is on your game. So when I got into the game, I picked the the default vanilla white dude <laughs> with the blonde hair. And later on, I changed my hair and hair color. I actually, I gave myself white hair and I thought it, I thought it looked super cool. But every time I save, I see that the default and it didn't change. Like I also changed my eye color and it didn't change those things when I save. So it says my name and then it has like just the default character, not my customized character. You probably have auto save on. I turned yeah, auto save yeah. off. I turned auto save off. It's the same for me. I, right now I'm rocking braids and brown, like brown, yeah. brown braids and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not yet. Yeah, the save file is just showing that. Maybe that that's definitely something they got to patch. And that's yeah, like little I, things of detail. Yeah, um, little things like that. That I think that, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of nitpicky, but like you notice when it's not there. Of course, and I mean, you, you noticed it for a reason. If you noticed it, you better believe the people who are designing this notice it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, also, did you change your name at all? Did you do anything different with your name? No, I'm just branded. <laughs> I changed my name up, man. I Well, I mean, it's, it's Blake, but I added, I don't know, I kind of like when we first got into the game, they, they changed the language to make it like more formal and kind of like ancient a little bit. 
So I thought it'd be cool to change it up. So like I made the, the B, like I went to the alternative alphabet and added my A and my E have two dots over it and my B is different. And like my L has like a slash through it. Okay. So you're, you're basically block A. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say it changes like the, was it like the Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I just thought it was cool. That's funny. That is cool. That is cool. It's just to change the font on it. And I mean, that font does look cool. Yeah. I just thought that was kind of a cool thing to do because like it just felt it felt different. So yeah, I'm glad that I did it. Can I ask you something else? How do you how do you feel about the physics in the game? In what aspect specifically? Like the throwing of the Pokeball? Like specifically that that too, like when especially when Pokemon are in the air. I haven't thrown a flying ball yet. So like I, I just got the Zubats? recipe. You haven't caught Zubats? I'm trying to think. Have I caught a Zubat? I've seen it. I, you know what? I think I did. I think I missed and I just started a battle and then threw it when I was in the battle. I didn't. I, I noticed Zubats I also like did flying that Pokemon Gasly. are a bit like just tricky. Ghastly too. Just flying Pokemon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because they kind of zip around. Yeah. It's tricky, but maybe that's like the point. They probably want you to waste Pokeballs and stuff. Mm-hmm. But one thing about the physics that really irked me is jumping off of a cliff or climbing. I didn't think you could climb. You can't climb Breath of the Wild, but you can like ascend roll up. Kind of yeah, you can you can roll up, you can like kind of just walk until you find like you know a good way up. Oh, but it's yeah. like there should be a better way to navigate different, you know what I mean? Oh, you know what you know what's funny? I actually I did find a better way to do that. And I guess in order to do this, it's an early game thing that you get. It's not really a spoiler, but I guess if you haven't played it at all, I guess it kind of is. Stantler. Yeah. When you are riding Stanley, really you can you can hit the the Y button and he, and he just, does this huge leap. Yeah, huge yeah. leap. So that I think that kind of I you know, I almost wonder if they kind of gated it off like that on purpose. So like whenever you're so you when you get the Stantler, then you can just jump on, jump over it. Maybe. Maybe they did. I also don't like when I'm falling off of a cliff and I'll and like, he like does like a roll. Yeah, or like that. I'll purposely dodge off a cliff now just because it's like it's just better it's more smooth but i think yeah, like it maybe doesn't really do anything that. maybe they'll yeah. patch that just the, the way it plays and yeah i i wonder man i'm gonna be honest dude i've tried to swim a couple times <laughs> and uh <laughs> too and i drowned you drowned <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna lie i've also tested the height like how far i can roll off of a cliff Oh yeah, did you can is there a certain distance that it'll, is, it'll like yeah, there is a certain black, you out? Oh, black you out. Now when you now when you fell, because like I realized when I drowned, I didn't lose my satchel. Well when, when you fall, you lose your satchel. You, you drop it on wherever you fell, which is awesome. You know what's interesting? I haven't lost my satchel yet, but I found other people's satchels. Yeah. And then you can like return it via the internet and you get like merit points. Yeah, I've actually like done the same. Currency. And I've actually lost my satchel multiple times and had it returned to me. And it's really cool because it goes right to your storage. And man, that was a lifesaver. <laughs> it's just like revives. And I was yeah. stocking up on Pokeballs. Right now I'm sitting on like 150 Pokeballs. It's kind of hard to get a stash because you, I mean, you just burn through them. You can. And that's why I'm very like nitpicky about the Pokemon I throw at. 
And that's why I'm complaining about the Zubats and like the flying ones, just in general, could, the ones that have like tricky movements. If you start a battle though, like when you throw it, it definitely goes. Oh no. Yeah. No. Yeah. A battle is like without a doubt, a surefire way to catch them. But I mm -hmm. do really enjoy sneaking, just being able to like sneaking mm -hmm. yeah. and just throwing it and then just having that little firework, man, it's, it's so simple, but sweet. It's easy to fall in love with that little, just. Yeah. Yeah, the little the yeah the firework that's so cool. I actually, man, that's a that's a great segue into to something that I another criticism that I have, and this is actually this is actually my last criticism, and this is the bag system. And so basically, the way it works is you have a certain amount of space and items in your bag, and if you, I mean, you have a box, you kind of have like this. What's it called, Brandon? Is it like a crate? You have like a no. crate or you're talking about your bag? Yeah, yeah. What, what's that? Not the bag, but the, the place where you store stuff. What's that called? Oh, it's like a storage box. It's just yeah, right it's like, it's like a storage, storage box. box. A huge storage box. Yeah, so it's basically, it's just like a storage box that, I mean, you pretty much have unlimited space in the storage box and you have a bag and in the bag, it has limited space and limited items. And I do not like that it has limited items. I don't like that. Because I just feel like I'll be out and I'll defeat a Pokemon and there'll be a cool berry that I'm like, oh, I don't have that berry. And like, I'll go and try and pick it up and your bag's full. Yeah. And when you get back to the village or back to the, I guess the, with the base or like the camp, you can put stuff in that, that storage crate, which is pretty much unlimited. And I was just kind of thinking about this. I was like, I don't know. I just, I don't like it because I feel like it creates an artificial barrier and it creates an artificial difficulty where it's like, you cannot get this item because you don't have enough space. And I just, I don't think that's good design. I think it's kind of annoying. And I was like, they put so much thought into this. How, how did this happen? And I, what I kind of came to is that I think they did that on purpose to make it so that you end an expedition or you go back to your base. Because one thing we haven't talked about is when you go out and you, let's say you catch 10 Pokemon and then when you come back or you complete an entry in your Pokedex and you come back, you have to report that to the professor. And that's how you gain money and you gain experience as well. And that's kind of how you progress through the game. So I think that they did that so that you have an incentive to go back. But yeah. you also you get rewarded for being out there longer. So I guess the storage management is kind of something that's like that's new for a Pokemon game. It's kind of yeah. cool. I just, I don't like that you're limited, but I, I think I kind of get why they did it, but maybe I'll grow to grow to like it when I upgrade my bag some more. And Yeah. There's no limit on the storage container space. No? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. You can have, you have limited be, boxes. You have to be needed. next to it. Too. But the, yeah. the inventory, there is totally a limit to that. And mm -hmm. hopefully, yeah. hopefully great idea. It's in the breath of the wild. You can expand it. I mean, you can expand it. You can buy more spaces from the... You can. I didn't know that. Okay, so do you know where the... Oh, dude. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you should, you're probably about to drop a couple grand on this then. Yeah, you I, have know like where 80, the, I have like 80 grand right now. Oh, dude. Just You should probably just max out your bag. Is I'm So, okay. So, like, do you know where the captain is? Yeah. And then you have you, you have to walk up two flights of stairs. To the to get commander? To the, to the commander. So, it's at the foot of the first set of stairs. There's like a guy standing guard. If you talk to him, he can expand your bag. What? Okay, I'm gonna have to do that ASAP. Yeah. So it, it kind of like let it get starts out where it's like 50, 100, 200. 
And it's like, I think it gives you one additional space for everyone you get. Like right now, I think it's like 2,500. And I, I don't know how, how high up it goes, but I was just kind of like, I had like three grand and I was like, well, I think I'll just hold off on this one. Cause I had done it. I mean, it takes a while to get to it, but I'm sure if you looked online, it would tell you how many times you can upgrade it. But yeah, you should definitely, definitely do that. And I wanted to talk about a couple more things that I thought were cool. So yeah, I don't like the bag system, but I, I think that I kind of understand why they did it. I just want to say, man, especially after playing Ghost of Tsushima, I really like the bad guys in this game. I think, yeah, like the quote unquote bad guys. I really like that. Well, also like straight up the Pokemon are are straight evil and savage and want to kill you. So <laughs> they're also kind of the bad guys. <laughs> they're the um, overarching villain throughout the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. Which honestly, that's really cool because I don't know. I, it, I mean, we kind of said it earlier, but it applies to this as well. Like it keeps you on your toes. You have to be, yeah. you have to be prepared and you have to be aware of your surroundings and not to get yeah, caught unaware. Not to get caught or, or miss a shiny Pokemon because something that's really cool yeah. is if you it's, listen to your environment, the environment is very intuitive. Like they, they really paid attention to the audio on this and like you could hear the Pokemon around you. And when a shiny Pokemon spawns, there's like a special little crinkly sound like, Doo! Oh, and have you caught a shiny Pokemon? can tell that it's a shiny. I haven't caught one, but Pokemon Professor did, and he told me about it. Oh, I'll have to look up that sound because told me I, shinies spawn pretty frequently on here. I will because I've noticed a couple of them. I'm like, that looks a little different, but I'm like, that's probably just my colorblind, my colorblind eyes. <laughs> Definitely play with audio. I would suggest that's a tip for everyone. If you, play with audio this game is definitely i'm gonna look up that sound too hear the music hear the world and you know interact with it as as best yeah because you can also hear moves coming if and if you yeah like honestly (laughs) i'll be running away from a pokemon and i'll hear a move coming and i'll start doing like zigzags like i'll do zigzag dad like dodges (laughs) just dodge that way dodge that way dodge yeah because Uh, i like weasel when he aqua jets He'll like, yeah, he will he just literally shoots. just shoots himself at you, but he's a little easy to dodge. I think something that's harder to dodge is the alpha Pokemon. Man, oh, man. sometimes I'm like, legit, they're scary. <laughs> I'm legitimately like, dude, I gotta run for my this Pokemon is on me. They're just like three times your size, yeah, too. bro. And sometimes they don't quit. Like, I had a Cricketune that was following me, dedicated, like, he wanted me, and I had to turn around and fight him. I had to turn around and fight him. Oh man, yeah, that's scary. But basically, back to the villains, man. I think it's so cool that they're bandits. I think that that's really cool. Yeah. And I think it works. I think it fits so well with the story. And I think it fits very well with the setting, you know, being futile Japan. And I also, I'm gonna, I'm just going to say it, man. I don't think that Pokemon's villains are always the best villains. I didn't like Team Yell. I mean, like, it was kind of cool. It was kind of funny. But at the end of the day, like, they were never really a threat. And I like these ones. I think that they work as villains because they're bandits. Yes, I just think the bandits are cool. I think they're cool antagonists. I think their outfits are dope. What was, can you remind me of an incident with the bandits? Because I'm not, maybe I just rushed through the story that fast because I'm not remembering. Well, I think you would have had to. Okay, okay. Well, let's back up a minute. Another thing that I wanted to talk about is is noble Pokemon, and I think this kind of fits into it a little bit. So, you, how many noble Pokemon have you battled? Noble Pokemon. That's like the the Scyther. Scyther. 
A scyther is considered a, a noble Pokemon? No, no, no. Maybe that's not right. In the story, you have like the noble Pokemon that like, you go to like their... You know what I'm talking about? Or you go to like their, their lair or whatever and you fight them. Yeah, how many I, of those have you? I think I've only done one, honestly. What, yeah, what is the first one? I think one? I've oh, only done scyther. scyther. Is it, it is Scyther, right? Pretty or sure. Or is it? Hold on. What's it called? I'm a... It might be something different. Maybe it's a Krikatoon. No, that's the alpha. That's the the first alpha Pokemon you have to do. And then you get... Or that's when you see Stantler, who's also a noble Pokemon. But he's your ally. No, yeah. I honestly... I'm not too sure what you're referring to. Like, it's I, Cleaver. Cleavor. Oh, Cleavor. Yes, I beat up Cleavor. Yeah. He didn't look like a, a Pokemon I've ever I'm seen I'm sorry. Before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't know why I said Scyther. I think it was just like Cleaver, like Cleave and Scyther. I don't know. It makes me think about, if you remember Pokemon, was it Black and White? Or no, sorry, Sun and Moon? Where you I, had, actually, I haven't played those yet. You haven't played Sun and Moon? I have not, man. It's I have them, I own them, but I just haven't gotten around to it. The, actually, perfect time to bring it up. The intro, the tutorial, very, mm-hmm. very Sun and Moon. Very, very okay. But I digress back to what I was trying to say. What was I trying to say, Blake? We're talking about Cleavor. Cleavor. Yeah, he's like the alpha Pokemon from Sun and Moon. Like, in Sun and Moon, they have Pokemon like that. that like, you have to fight. Um, but after the post game, after the main game. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so, okay. So, basically, there are these noble Pokemon, and they kind of are, like, worshipped by the, the people of the clans mm-hmm. and i think cleavor is part of the pearl clan and there's a part of the you are then sent to investigate a noble pokemon of the diamond clan and that is when you kind of get to their oh man i'm i'm losing the word what or the word escapes me what's their they're like caretaker do you know what that like what they're called the caretaker of the alpha pokemon of the, you know, the, the, the noble noble, the noble pokemon. pokemon i don't remember honestly Here, let, me, let me see if i can find it this whole facet of the game i probably just I skimmed over i need to pay more attention to wardens they're called wardens wardens okay yeah the noble pokemon wardens so basically there's a specific person from the clan and they are the warden of these noble pokemon and they just kind of watch out for them okay and after the the first one that you kind of battle is Cleavor, and basically what you end up doing for Cleavor is instead of like the warden normally gives him his favorite food, but you chuck food at him and that kind of like takes him down, and you still have to battle him, and it's it's pretty intense. And I don't know, did you like that fight, the Cleavor fight? Mm-hmm. It was a fun fight. I didn't really struggle too much because I took my time with it. Yeah, I thought I thought it was fun. I'm gonna be honest. I really thought that you were gonna be able to like add him to your team. Like I thought you were gonna be able to catch him. Yeah. But I think it's I don't know. I, I was kind of like I was feeling weird coming into that fight because of, like every other fight that you have with a Pokemon, like you can catch the Pokemon. Maybe you can later in the game catch these, but I thought it was weird because I was like, these people kind of worship these Pokemon. It'd be weird if I just Caught put them in my box. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I think there was someone who even made a comment about that. There was this old yeah. lady who yeah. I ran into and she's like, oh, I don't do what you guys do and put ball- Pokemon in balls. They should be free monsters or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she she's very abrasive to you. And that's actually that. She's another warden. Mm-hmm. And she she's actually the she's an old, the old woman that I'm referring to. You help her out. After you beat Cleveland and go to the next 
noble Pokemon that you're sent to investigate. I think she says she's 99, which crazy. She's like the, the warden of as a 99 year old and some, you learn from the person that sells you stuff in like the yellow outfits. He's kind of like a wandering merchant and he kind of tells you that there's these bandits that stole it and you basically have to go fight the bandits and well you actually there's a sister three sisters and they actually have really cool really cool names and stories maybe we'll get into that in a later episode once we learn more about them but yeah it's really cool so you kind of fight them you get this thing that they stole and you take it back to this 99 year old and she kind of she kind of is more after you help her out she's like wow you went out of your way to help me you know for find this tablet that was stolen from me like she's like i really don't dislike you i just i have a lot of loyalty to my clan and it's kind of a touching moment so then she kind of says that she'll let you help her and i haven't haven't beat that that noble pokemon yet dude the noble pokemon i gotta explore that a little more because man there's no fair it's not fair that i didn't do that i didn't pay attention to that <laughs> it's like the main thing of the the story but hey man it's it's cool that you're really resonating with the Pokédex. And I think it's cool that like we're both kind of resonating with different things because yeah. I'm be honest, I think you like the Pokédex more than me. Yeah. I mean, I still think it's cool, but I, I was really more into this like noble Pokémon and oh, I think it's so cool that they call the they call their like quote-unquote god the almighty Shino. And I think that is so cool because like we know it as the Shino region. Yeah. Little bits like that. I'm really enjoying the lore. And I got to say man, pretty much the last thing that I want to talk about is I'm I'm so happy that the Pokemon Paras. Is it P- the... Paras, the little bug. Mm-hmm. The little bug. I'm so happy that they... He kind of has like a... Or they have like a main kind of stage. Because there's actually... You'll have to look this up on your own. But there's a, a guy out there on YouTube that did a an analysis of the Pokemon's companies. It was like Pokemon Company's least favorite Pokemon. And they did a whole like breakdown, a whole analysis. And... Basically, it's like every time a Pokemon appears in an anime, they get one point. If there's an NPC that uses it in a Pokemon game, they get a certain amount of points. If like a gym leader uses the Pokemon, they get a certain amount of points. And if they're a starter or a legendary, they get a certain amount of points. Yeah. And so they kind of had like this whole rubric that they went through. And Paris is like at the at the very at bottom. The very, like, he's the, the he's the least favorite. The least favorite Pokemon. Wow. And like they also did also they got points for every bit of merch mm-hmm. and they were like it's just so fitting and they pulled up like the Pokemon company website. The only thing that's not sold out <laughs> is <It's> the Paris. Paris. <laughs> that's and a I lie. Just, he looks it hey, looks like a just he's a parasite it, Pokemon. Yeah, it's kind of cool though. I mean, it's a kind of cool Pokemon. I ran into the Alpha of the Evolved, and mm-hmm. I want I want to put that Pokemon on my team. I want that one. I like how they included Pokemon like Paris, and they didn't just put like Shino region Pokemon. On it. Yeah, I think it's I think it's really cool that they mm-hmm. added that, and it, <laughs> it's funny because like I think they really really I think only one NPC in the whole game, all of the whole game franchise. I think only like one NPC has that Pokemon. So I'm so happy that it kind of is getting like a, you think, a, do you think that was because the Pokemon company is like, guys, they're talking the community saying we don't like our Paris Pokemon. We got to put it. <laughs> Maybe. In. I mean, he is one of the original 151 and based on like this, those <laughs> metrics that this guy did, I mean, they really, they had one thing of merch. I mean, they really has like two appearances in the anime and, yeah, I mean, 
they really just don't do a ton with it. It's it's kind of become like a little bit of like a meme Pokemon, like an underdog. Totally. So I'm kind of I'm kind of excited that kind of want to put one on my team now. Kind of yeah, and I think they have like a lot of they have got like effect moves where you can like put a Pokemon to sleep, like poison oh, them, stun and stun them. and poison poison powder and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, it's a bug poison type. Right? I think yeah. so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. I think that's pretty awesome. That's dope. I'm about ready to wrap it up. I mean, I'm super positive on this game. I mean, I think there's only only more to come. I'm about ready to wrap it up too. There's definitely more to come. Maybe we'll record another Legends Arceus episode for y'all. Definitely yeah. gonna record another Legends Arceus episode. Maybe a post game, maybe a mid game one. Yeah, we'll just have to. Loving this title so far, and so glad that we're able to play it, pick it up. I was able to pick it up release date, thankfully, and I've had had some some good amount of time with it and definitely going to be spending a lot more so yeah i'm really excited i'm really excited for for the future of this uh this game and what's to come and yeah i'm just excited man you know, enjoy your pokemon craft your balls and throw them at some pokemon get those pokedex entries peace in the arceus streets <laughs> oh yeah some good old some good old pokemart music <laughs>